This is a Fate 52 production. All rights reserved 2023. Hi, welcome to So Basic with a Little Extra. If we haven't met yet or you are tuning in for the first time, my name is Anna Zugeri. And my mission for this podcast is to share a basic story to give you a little extra inspiration, a little extra encouragement, or an extra laugh. It is August. What's happening? How? What? I mean, goodness, did you know that we're about 129 days give and take, depending on where you're listening to this. But um, yeah, about 129 days to 2024. How often do you look to your future? How far out do you vision yourself? What do you look forward to? Here's my basic story for today. This month, my youngest starts high school. Such a milestone, kind of a big deal around here. I didn't think much of it until this summer. I would say she and I are pretty close. Maybe a bit too close. (laughs) Is there such a thing? We're not big fans of sleepovers. And in the past, the once or twice that we have allowed that, um, we received the call to come and get her a few hours into it. Last summer, she went away with a friend for the very first time to a little weekend getaway. And of course, she had lots of fun. But we both were checking in on each other pretty often, I would say. (laughs) So this summer, she went away for almost a week to a conference all by herself. I mean, you know, with her peers and uh, responsible adults um, to a leadership conference. I was strong. (laughs) I only text her at night and very early in the morning to say hi. We both did great. And last week, she went to a little mini vacation with a family we know, and um, we adore (laughs) very, very much. And again, she had lots of fun, and we both survived without each other. Now, um, that's kind of like the extra thing. It's starting to sink in. Her friends are starting to get driver's permits and talking about GPAs and college and what they're looking forward to the next four years in high school. My baby is not a baby anymore. I have also noticed how beautiful she's blossoming, but more than that, how articulated and mature conversations we're having. I am a little extra when I tell her I'm going to be like Mother Gothel. You know, from Rapunzel, I will keep her in a tower. (laughs) And then I kind of sing to her the song. Uh, Due to copyrights, you will not hear me, my melodious voice singing. But it says something like this. She will keep her safe and sound because it's a scary world out there. Mother knows best. She warns her about snakes, poison ivy, quicksand, cannibals, the plague, and my favorite one, men with pointy teeth. (laughs) We just laugh, but here between us, I would if I could. Times are changing, and I'm not just talking about my life, my seasons. I am talking about dangerous world that Mother God talks about. My daughters are 10 years apart. 
what I live with my first one, it's nothing like I'm living with this one. My oldest daughter has a very different personality. She loves people. Pretty outgoing. She's very calm and kind, friendly. Um, she is just a connector. She loves harmony. When she was in her teenagers, social media wasn't like this today. And I wasn't at the maturity level I am now. I mean, we were very close to, or we are actually. Um, and we did a lot of things together. But to be honest, I don't think I knew her as much as I know her now. And the same goes with her sister. I learned a lot about parenting in the last couple of years and about myself, the way I communicate and the way I interact with others. Big apologies and hard conversations happened with my first one. We thought we knew what we were doing as parents. I must confess, we messed up a little bit. Are you a parent? Are you listening to me and nodding your head, raising your hand? Parenting is hard. But then again, I wouldn't change that for anything in the world. Okay, so after that little extra convicting moment, let's bring it back to the right track. Thankfully, God is such a redeemer, a teacher, a wise counselor, and full of mercy and grace that through counseling, lots of reading, parenting classes, and much prayer, we believe we have a better handle of the situation now. I so much appreciate God's word for us to encourage and guide us. Check this out. He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Titus 3.5 Thank you, Lord. <laughs> by his mercy, our family dynamics are getting better and better. You know, I personally believe that as we age and our responsibilities and everyday rhythms take place, we forget how it feels to be a teenager. We forget sometimes how to connect, understand, and empower our teenagers. We get busy. They get busy, and we just get lost in translation. As I shared before, my soon-to-be 15-year-old is starting high school. And looking at the dynamics of families around us, and after that convicting thought of working harder and having a better communication with her, I decided to grab that topic during the month of August for my basic Thursday talk on my YouTube channel. We will start with the interview I had with a youth pastor and a former high school teacher. They will share with us lots of insights about what teens face this day. Our conversations are It's going to be based on a little survey I sent out to a group of 14 to 16-year-old kids. That was really awesome, and they were very responsive. And that kind of helped us to understand the challenges or thoughts that they're having as they are about to start the new school year. There is so much confusion out there that as a parent, we have to be on guard. We have to be present and speak truth to them all the time. I'm excited about the upcoming conversation during the live stream, so mark your calendars. I will have the Executive Director of Youth for Christ. This ministry is in the front lines helping teenagers stay out of trouble. You got to check it out. Then, 
we will have a representative of the landing, an organization that helps victims of sex trafficking get back to living in a normal life as much as they can after such a horrific trauma. And lastly, we'll have Brenda Cox, author of Loud is Not a Language. She will talk to us about how can we put in practice a few techniques to help us communicate better, understand, and empower our teenagers. So yeah, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time, mark your calendars. But in the meantime, here are some extra tips to encourage you to love on our on your teenagers from Jackie Moore and Dan Rodriguez. This month, uh, I decided to talk about adolescents, you know, youth, teenagers, because I am afraid of them. Number one, because they're super tall. They're a lot taller than me. Second reason is because I am going through menopause and I'm moody all the time. And they are going through, uh, you know, puberty and they're moody all the time. So that's not a really good combination. So I need help. How do I communicate, empower, and understand teenagers? Because I have one. I decided to bring um, some experts or people that are not afraid of teenagers. Without any further ado, I want to bring in two uh, amazing people. Jackie Moore, former high schooler, uh, high school teacher for eight years, and Dan Rodriguez, a youth pastor. So um, here we are with my new friends, Dan and Jackie. Yay! Hi! <laughs> All right. Married almost 13 years. I have a 11 and 12 year old. Basically worked with youth ministry for about six years so quickly you just find a passion for um, helping encouraging building up equipping all that and just relationship with young people because uh, like you said like there's something special about them where they they drive a conversation they drive um, forward new thoughts and sometimes it's it's exciting but then you're like okay this is a great place for me to help steer <laughs> steer mm -hmm. the where it should go but also I want to hear them out. I want to, you know, yeah. where are they at? So we can build up and maybe um, just be there for them the best we can. So, so let's, let's just dive in you guys in preparation for this, this live stream. I um, did a little survey with about 10 kids. So here's, here's the first question. What are you most excited about the upcoming school year and why? And the number one thing that I saw uh, throughout the answers was they were excited about sports, starting a new sport, and um, seeing their friends. Yeah, so that's about right. what do you say about that answer? Within church, obviously they bring a lot of friends, so you always hear voices that are not usual to church, but that seems to be like the, the main. I'm excited just to get back with my friends, and I just want to get with the sport I do, or if it's banned, or their extracurricular thing that they do that they haven't been doing. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think, especially when you said the age, I don't know if I knew like the ages, but that demographic, they can't drive yet, you know? And so they're like, mm. school is very much, that's where their community is. That's where they're able to kind of be apart from parents for a little bit, have autonomy at lunch and, and you know, talk to people in class. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, for that age, you know, I think, and I, I do think, I think this is something that kids like, but they don't know that they like it is I think they like the structure. I think they get tired of it by the end of the yeah. school year, but I think they also are like, 
ready for something to do. They would never say maybe. That is true. That's something that I didn't fully consider. So number one, what Dan said about community and sports and, you know, having that social connection again. And Jackie, what you said, structure, I have a very structured girl, like she needs to know what's going to happen by time by date, don't give me surprises. So knowing that it's helpful for parents. It's a little thing sometimes just to Oh, yeah, lunchtime, like what? (laughs) That's not it. But it's exciting for them to just, Mm -hmm. it's different. It's getting out of here. It's escape. But Like I said, community, get back together with people. The second question here, are there any challenges or concerns you anticipate facing the new school year and how do you plan to overcome? So across the board, you're going to have a family where maybe the parent excelled in these areas. And so they carry this expectation of not really care so much about these things. Obviously, they want their child to do well, but they don't carry this huge expectation or they didn't do these. So they don't put that pressure on. I think the family aspect and the background upbringing in the home has a lot more to do with it than really school itself. Like I've caught myself telling my daughter at times like, hey, if this is hard for you now, it's going to get harder. And I got to catch myself. Like it's the little things that we say. Mm-hmm. Focus, I think, is the big part. It's not really the real the reality of school because it's, it's school. It's the unknown mm-hmm. hardest part. But once you get to know and you're paying attention, it's really not school. It's the other added pressures around school or from mm-hmm. home or from this thing that make you like, oh, I, I can't do this extra stuff. I'm going to fail. Yeah. this. I have this homework. I have this essay. I have this, t- you know. So then the mind goes to all these other things you have, but takes me to the next question. What are some things that you wish your parents knew about you that will help your relationship? So some of the answers that I got, I wish they knew that they can trust me with certain Mm -hmm. responsibilities or in another one that, uh, kind of hit me is like, I wish they knew they wouldn't dismiss my feelings. Sometimes I wish that my parents would just listen to me more and hear my opinion and not just put my feelings aside and actually listen to how I feel. You have to, you know, speak truth in love. And so it (laughs) would be really hard to find that balance. So I'm a parent, obviously, but then I led young people. So it's like, man, there's so many thoughts floating around right now what should I say? Or what should I just listen? So many feelings involved when but it's it's the same emotion is Mm -hmm. I want to be heard, but I'm not my opinions don't matter. They know better. Uh, They're right. I'm wrong, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then as a parent, we're like, Yeah, that's right. I am right. You're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They don't always know. They just think that you know, so there's like, all right, God, what moment am I in right now? Do I just need to listen? Mm -hmm. Or do I need to correct? Yeah. Advice. Like that, I think, is where the Holy Spirit really comes in handy. It's like, all right, Holy Spirit, I need you bad. Yeah. Even little moments. Because I don't right. want my child to think I don't care what they have to yeah. say or how they feel. Yeah. What about you, Becky? What do you yeah. think? Yeah. Well, what Dan said, like, about we, like, you can talk at people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't, you know, like, I feel like I think that high school, that age 12 to 18, they're being talked at by mm. everyone, not just parents. Like mm. if you've ever, I'm sorry, if I'm teenagers, listen, I love y'all and I'm for y'all. 
But if you have ever observed a 15 year old conversation, it's a lot of talking at going and not a lot of, you know, it's a lot of everyone just trying to find their place in the conversation, you know, and so they're not feeling heard anywhere, hardly, you know, and, um, I think one thing, again, I'm not a parent of a a teenager yet, but as a teacher, one thing I would try to do when I could tell, like you can tell kind of if you're kind of have been able to keep your cool, like um, when a teenager doesn't feel heard, you can see it almost. You can see the shutdown Mm -hmm. happen, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And so whenever that moment would happen as a teacher, I would really try to slow myself down and say, I'm going to say back to you what I think that you've said and if I'm wrong, mm. I want you to correct me. Like, yeah. I want you to tell me where I got it wrong. It's basically, if you know anything about therapy, it's sort of person-centered right. therapy, like hybrid, yeah. you know, um, or just watered down version. And that was always so helpful because one, most of the time I was missing something. And again, teenagers, I love you. Um, it wasn't always my fault. They just weren't always good at communicating what they were mm-hmm. actually saying, but I'm not either. And so it's helpful because it helped them feel heard. It helped them communicate what they were actually trying to mm-hmm. say and yeah. it helped me understand them. So I didn't, I think Dan, I don't remember what you said, but you kind of alluded to this as well. I don't address the wrong thing. You yeah. know, like mm-hmm. I, I actually kind of what you're saying, like know when to talk and when to not talk, like it kind of, giving them that second chance to explain themselves helps them really fully flesh out what the root of the problem is. Another thing that I just thought about is I went to this mother-daughter retreat once and the speaker is mm-hmm. like, moms, you need to remember that their um, frontal cortex is not yet developed. And that's where decision-making and all these kind of things. So basically they're brain is not fully developed and again like Jackie said if you are here and you're a teenager we love you and we were there we didn't have a brain fully developed either I I didn't know that how kids do not measure danger because the part of the brain that tells you there's danger is not fully developed that's why boys jump out of things and you know they drive crazy and um those little things because we forget when we were teenagers that's a huge yeah. never forget you were a teen <laughs> so yes gotta, we, all, we have to force ourselves to go back sometimes to exactly watch. how can we help our teenagers to have a good relationship with the teachers yeah one thing that i as a teacher what the phrase that I just always stuck with me, which I'm sure you all have heard this is people don't care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. Mm-hmm. And that is, was kind of my pedagogy or teaching philosophy is I wanted to do everything I could to show my students that I cared. Remember that teachers are humans too. Mm-hmm. They, you know, like imagine like you feel stress balancing the like relationships in your life yeah. and you've got like, say, you know, even a large friend group has what, 12, 15 friends that Mm -hmm. you're trying to like stay connected to and sleepovers and, you know, stuff like, or whatever. And as a teacher at one of the public schools I was at, I had 150 kids a day, like, you know, and, and that, and that was a semester course. So in a school year, I would have 300 kids. And so I'm trying to figure out a way to make every kid feel seen, connect with them, also make, you know, administrators happy, also do. And so just remember that teachers are Mm. a teenager who is a believer. If you have a tough class, 
and a tough teacher. Um, just like when you're walking to your next class, go to the bathroom, like say a quick prayer, release that to the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like, hey God, like I, this teacher really offended me and I really think that they're wrong. Help me not take this out on my next teacher. Help me not yeah. have a bad attitude. You know, like you're, it's just the earlier you can start doing that principle of releasing right. things. Right the better. Uh, I love that, that you mentioned, like, remember, teachers are human. Yeah. And, you know, I remember this, when my daughter was probably six or seven years old, and we went to the grocery store. And we saw her teacher at the grocery store. And she was like, so shocked. shocked. Like, mm -hmm. I think that she thought that the teacher lived at Live the school. At this school. No. I think as as leaders and parents, what we can do is at least give them a truth. Mm. And you mm -hmm. just keep, you keep adding to it. You keep building. Yeah. You keep building, um, but give them a truth that they can hold on to in those really hard moments. Like I, you know what? Maybe you don't need to respond at all. Yeah. Response. Your response is remaining who God told you you are, and also acknowledging who He is in this moment of peer pressure or anxiety or just feeling overwhelmed or feeling like the outsider. There's so many scenarios, and so I think of this element. Um, of humility and confidence I've talked about a lot of times. That's a huge part of my life is yeah. humility is realizing I'm, I'm nothing without God, mm -hmm. but I'm not without God. And yeah. so I have a confidence in Christ. And so that should go into school. I should go into my friend circle is yeah. let me not be this weirdo Christian kid but <laughs> confident in who God is in my life. Give simple, but so soft truths for them to just keep building on. And we're kind of running out of time, but it's but if, if there's one thing that you want to leave us with, what will you say? So one thing is I think as a parent, speak and not like it can't be meaningless. It can't be shallow. You can't be just like saying it to say it. But every opportunity you can to call out a good thing that you see in your mm -hmm. child, do that regardless of how they respond. Like you as the parent have to not care whether they look like they receive that feedback, that encouragement, and it seeps in. And then whenever you do ask them to change something, equip them to do that. Don't just mm -hmm. tell them, this is my second thing. Don't just tell them to like, hey, you need to do this differently. Hey, you need to whatever. Try to find times to like sit with them and troubleshoot, help them like understand why they're not accomplishing the goal, why they keep, if there's a repetitive thing that they're falling short on in your eyes, like don't just like continuously throw the same thing at them. Do better, do better, do better. Yeah. But like have a conversation with them. Like, hey, I genuinely want to know what is making this hard. Like how can I help you as a parent achieve this thing? What do you need from me? One thing, one good thing I think I was equipped with, God graced me as a young person. I always looked at my parents and realized there's no handbook for this. Yeah. And I just, I pray every young person adopts that mindset. There's no handbook of how to be a parent. We're just doing our best. And so um, we always have something to learn. And so I think of, I'll retouch something I said, I think, I think I said it earlier, but we, we as parents, I'm going to hit mostly on just being a parent, but I think as a leader, it, it's the same attributes is Let's use godly wisdom of how much and what we share. So let's um, wrap up. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. I Guys, this has been really an amazing conversation. I am so, so thankful 
that you agreed to do this. And if you want to get a hold of Jackie and Dan, I put the link of their YouTube channels in the comments. So please go check out their channels. They're amazing. The things uh, Jackie just did a review on the Barbie movie that was absolutely fabulous. Dan, I love um, your uh, short videos. That's the word right there when I need it in a short form. So I absolutely love it. Thank you so much. Anything else that you want to add before we leave, guys? No, just thanking you. This is awesome. I pray uh, it blesses somebody, which I'm sure it will. Yeah, awesome. I, I just want to add really quick, Anna, shout out to you for the responses that you got from your um, daughter's friends because they were really honest with you. And yeah. that means that you're a safe person for them. And so Thank good job. You. Yeah, thank awesome. you. Thank you so much. I love them. So I appreciate me. And I appreciate that you said that because that's what I want to be. I want to be a safe adult and a good person to understand and empower those, those yeah. kiddos. So I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Wasn't that an amazing conversation? So yes, let's go back and remember how we felt when we were teenagers the things we didn't like about our upbringing, and how can we be better parents for our children? How can we break the chains? Or if you had the blessing to have great parents, what are you implementing with your kids that it's a generational blessing? How are you praying for them? If you need a prayer partner, please feel free to DM me with your um, particular request. I will be honored to pray with you and for you. And why not? Well, let's just do it right now in a more general way. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for you are a father that never fails, a forgiver, a redeemer, and loving father. Lord, we ask that you give us as parents wisdom, understanding, and a loving but firm way to set boundaries to keep our children safe. Lord, give us patience and remove any lies, noise, and obstacles that the enemy set to place to break our family relationships. Lord, may you be the rock where we stand. May you bring protection and provision to our families. Father, keep our teenagers safe, protect their hearts, their minds, and bodies as they enter a new school year. Guide their steps to make decisions and allow them to choose their friends wisely. We ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Friend, I hope this topic is as important to you as it is to me. I would love to see you asking questions and leaving your comments as we unpack the conversations in my basic Thursday talk. Remember, Thursdays at 7 p.m. Central Time. I will leave the links in the comments. You will also find the links to check out Jackie and Dan's YouTube channels. They're doing a fantastic job in sharing great information about God and life in general. Thank you for listening, and until next time. This episode has been brought to you by Fate 52 Come and check out the website to learn more about the ways that we can help you start your own podcast.